Hey everybody, Kevin Broton coming at you from Loan Officer Impact. And uh, we're gonna do something a little different today. I normally have a guest on every single time and today we're gonna go a uh, short version of a uh, important topic that I wanted to cover and I'm just gonna come at you solo today. So thanks for tuning in and I uh, hope you get something out of this session. But I wanted to share um, something with you. I've spent the better part of the last year or so um, interviewing loan officers that have done over a hundred million in one calendar year uh, in closed loan production, residential mortgages only. And each of these people was self-sourced. Uh, they were self-gen people. They weren't lead buyers. And it was very interesting as I got pretty introspective with the questions I asked them in the interview process of what made them tick and what made them do a hundred plus million in a year when Obviously, the average loan officer never gets to 100 million a year because if you think about it, we all have the same license. We all work at companies that are probably pretty good. We all have access to largely the same products and largely the same rate sheets. And so I didn't know if it was rate. I didn't know if it was years of experience. I didn't know if it was intellect. I didn't know what the difference was. Why does person A do 132 million in a calendar year and person B does 8.6 million? And I came up with the actual answers. And I was so intrigued by the answers, um, I wrote my first book. So my first book is called Loan Officer Success. And what I was able to figure out is there are 12 um, differences between massive high producers and those that haven't done that. And I highlighted the 12 differences in this book. Um, I went as far as to also write a workbook about it. So we've got the book and the workbook, and this is right here. The workbook is a day-by-day, step-by-step blueprint to doing 100 million for those that might wanna do that. So I'm gonna quickly, just very quickly, go through what the 12 differences were in the people that did over 100 million versus those that didn't. And ironically enough, the first difference was how they thought. And so the first chapter in my book is thinking, and it's all about how the mindset of the hundred plus million dollar producer is versus that of the average producer. And it revealed some pretty crazy things, but thinking was the number one difference between the two. Again, it wasn't any of the traditional things, how many years in business, how tall you are, how good looking you are, none of that mattered. It was how they thought was the number one differentiator between the two groups of people. I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, I've highlighted all the different ways in which they think differently in the book. And so if you ever want to read a copy of Loan Officer Success, let me know and I'll get you one. Um, the second one was how they did goal setting. And I thought that was pretty interesting. The top producing people were fanatical about goal setting. And I don't mean in the traditional set where you wait till the day before the new year and you grab a piece of paper and you write out, I'm gonna do 200 deals this year. And you put up a chart and you fill it in every time you have a, a closing. That's not how they did goal setting. It was massively different and it was really interesting. Um, really, really interesting to me how they did goal setting, how frequently they did goal setting and how committed to actually having the goals come true. Uh, it was very, very different from that of the normal loan officer. Uh, the third chapter in the book is about strategic discipline. And it wasn't shocking to me at all, but I was interested to see how strategically disciplined each of these individuals were versus that of the regular loan officer. And they looked at discipline in a whole different light. And it was interesting to me how segmented their days were and how um, laser focused they were and, and just how disciplined they were to daily actions. And, um, you know, my old friend Carl White told me about the importance of consistency and about 
um, having a daily success plan. And these people were insanely disciplined to plans like that. It was really, really interesting. Um, the fourth chapter is about the fact that they were lifelong learners. And what I mean by a lifelong learner is someone who didn't think they had hit the plateau. Not one of these people thought they had made it. They didn't think they were the greatest. They didn't think that they knew it all. In fact, the exact opposite was true. Uh, in the vast majority of those I interviewed, they thought they hadn't done anything great. They had just scratched the surface of where they could take this. They all listened to podcasts. They all read books. They all were fanatical about learning something. And it was really, really interesting to see how committed they were to being a lifelong learner. And that kind of encompasses the first section of my book. It's how they thought, how they were on goal setting, how they were strategically disciplined, and how they were lifelong learners. Um, moving into the second phase of the book, there were four other points. And so points number five through eight that made them different from what I normally see in regular producing loan officers were their commitment to culture. And I don't only mean culture within their company, but within their teams and what great leaders they were and how the culture of their team was non-negotiable. If you didn't eat and live and breathe it, their culture, you weren't on their team. Uh, I found that to be not shocking at all, but really happy. I was happy to see how important. I've placed a tremendous amount of value on culture throughout my career in where I chose to work. And uh, these people were all fanatical about it. So I loved their commitment to culture. Um, they all had a clearly defined why. And we talk about why all the time. Um, and what I found amongst these top producing people was none of them was their why solely monetary. None of them. They liked making money, each of these people, but that wasn't why they got up and got to the office first or do the things that they do every day. It was a greater good. Um, some of them were personal. I'm not going to share uh, each story with you, but their whys were extremely well-developed, which I thought was interesting. Um, they all obviously had teams, but they placed a tremendous emphasis on high-performing teams, not simply having a team. In a high-performing team, what I learned was based on three things every single time. Those three things are accountability, communication, and trust. And it was so appealing for me to talk to these people and see the passion in their voice and their face when they would talk about their teammates. And each time what came through loud and clear was that their teams were based on accountability, communication, and trust. And I call that the ACT model. Um, so if you do have a team, is it 100% based on accountable actions every hour of every day? Is the communication so open and free-flowing that there's zero chance something gets missed? And do you trust one another? And these people all had these awesome teams. I loved seeing it. And the, the fourth part of the second chapter or the second phase of the book was alignment. They were all almost perfectly aligned with where they were headed. And that went as far as with their teams, but also with their companies. And their companies knew what their goals were. And they placed resources in their hands to ensure that these outcomes would come true. They were in perfect alignment with who they chose to work with. And I don't think we talk about that enough in the mortgage business, alignment. But it was very important to these people. So phase two of the book, the four components were the culture, the clearly defined why, the building of a high-performance team and being in alignment with your executive team or whoever it is that you choose to work with. Um, thought that was interesting. And that leads us to the third and final phase of the book, and there are four chapters. The four chapters are brand mastery, 
which was really something that was imperative to each of these top producers. They all believed they were the brand and that their job was to brand them out in the marketplace. And they all did a great job. They did it in different ways. None of them were, e were equivalent in how they did it, but they all had a commitment to brand mastery. They were all fanatical about time control. They did not let their day run them. They all ran their day. And that's a big difference. And if you've lived both ways, you know that you running your day is better than your day running you. But they were crazy about it. They made certain that they were in full control time-wise. And that was, uh, was really nice to see. It requires strategic discipline, as we discussed in Chapter 2. Um, they all believed that their job was to prospect daily. Whether that be through cold calling or other forms of prospecting, every one of them said that prospecting was the lifeblood of their business. <clears throat> Excuse me. And they were all daily prospectors. I love seeing that because I believe that if you're not growing, you're dying. And to see the commitment from these people to prospecting and calling on a daily basis, all of them at scheduled times, it was really refreshing to see. And then the final chapters on innovation, every single one of them, every one of them without fail, was committed to technological advancements in their business. They all loved being belly-to-belly -belly salespeople and, and believe a handshake matters and that picking up a phone and calling people matters, but they all also embraced technology. They understood the technology that drives their business and they were innovative as all get out. They'd all tried many things that failed and they all tried many things that succeeded, but their commitment to innovation was off the charts. And uh, I found that interesting. So the final phase of the book covers the four chapters of brand mastery, time control, prospecting and cold calling and innovation. And so those 12 things set apart those loan originators from the pack. And it was a really interesting opportunity for me to talk to so many of them. And it was true pleasure to learn from each of them. And so I wrote a book called Loan Officer Success and it highlights those 12 differences between mega high producers and the average loan officer in America. So if you're looking to take your business to the next level, go to growingwithkevin.com. That's growingwithkevin.com. Grab 15 minutes on my schedule, my calendar's on there. And I'd love to discuss with you, um, you know, what you could do to maybe improve in those 12 areas. And if you'd like a copy of my book, give me a call or uh, go onto my calendar there. And when we talk, I'll make sure I send a copy out to you. Thanks so much for tuning in to Loan Officer Impact. I hope it has uh, an impact on your life today. And our goal here at the show is to simply impact loan officers nationwide, regardless of where they work, so that they have a better day, a better week, a better month, a better year, a better life, a less stressful uh, uh, existence within their business and more freedom. So. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate you. We'll see you all next week. Be sure to visit successunlimited.us for free loan officer tools, tips, and video resources. To schedule time with Kevin, visit growingwithkevin.com.